God, we do sing and we shout. God, we do glorify you as our, our Lord, our great God. And Jesus, as we come to you, we, we do need, God, to see you in this way. Lord, as we come into this psalm, Lord, help us open our eyes, open the eyes of our heart, God. Open our minds to who you are, Lord, and what it means to have you in our lives. God, we, 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 we go through so much in this world and in this life. And God, we need your light. We need your healing. We need your touch, God. We need your transformation. We need your strength, Lord. We need your power, God. We need your peace. And I pray as we begin this psalm today, Lord, and in the next six weeks or five weeks, uh, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us and help us to get to know you in a deeper way, that we may trust you better, that we may have more faith, God, and that we would have more assurance, Lord, and hope that you are truly our shepherd. So, Lord, I ask for your anointing here today. I pray you would bless this study, this time in your word, and that you would speak to us. Anoint it with your Holy Spirit, and we ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Uh, In Victoria, Australia, it is now required that every single sheep and goat in that state to be fitted with this electronic ear tag. They, they punch it in, and so every uh, sheep and goat has one of those. Farmers with that can now, with a wave of their electronic readers, they can record information on the sheep, pull up information on the sheep, like when their birthday was, their weight, uh, medical history, treatments they have given them, And so they can even track the movements of individual sheep as they go, like, from one field to another. Talk about a way to find your lost sheep. Yeah, you just do the GPS tracker now. The most important reason for this is really the country, Australia, uh, put that, uh, well, this, this Victoria state in Australia, put it out is for health and safety. Should there be some outbreak of disease, say, um, you know, something happens with the, the meat of the sheep or a lamb, the disease, uh, it can be traced to exactly where it came from, which sheep, which, you know, where, where, where it was centered in. And all of this, with the tracing and all, assures food safety for that state. You know, I was reading that many uh, countries and many places, they're, they're tagging and have all this electronic uh, chip ID stuff, even for all the domesticated animals. So I, I think with technology today, it's, it's pretty interesting what they have. But we see in Victoria, Australia, this technology is really helping the shepherds to properly take care of their flock. Well, today we start a brand new study, as I mentioned here in Psalm 23, and I'm excited about this. And here we find, really, that the Lord is our shepherd. And with the Lord as our shepherd, he properly takes care of us. Yeah? The Lord properly takes care of his sheep. So, this morning we begin Psalm 23, and we're going to be looking at verse 1. And I titled our message, The Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd. Uh, And we're going to see three things about this good shepherd in this verse. And number one is, he's the powerful Lord. Number two, 
He's the personal shepherd. And number three, he gives the perfect care. And so that's our outline, and those are really the points and what we're going to see in just verse 1. It's, it's pretty uh, deep here. There's plenty things here for us to learn. But before we get into our passage here, uh, I want to read the whole psalm together. Psalm 23 together. And let's honor the Lord by standing, if we can all stand. And let's read each verse together from verse 1 through 6. Psalm 23, beginning at verse 1. Let's read together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You may be seated. All right, we begin here now with Psalm 23, verse 1. We're going to take the very first part with our first heading, The Powerful Lord. The Powerful Lord. And here we've read... At the very beginning of verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, but we're just going to take the Lord. The Psalm of David here first begins with who is that person that cares for the sheep? And who is that? Who is that being? Well, it's the Lord. The Lord. We, we know what that means. We know it's God, right? The Hebrew word here for the Lord is actually, we say it, Yahweh. Uh, Y-A-W-E-H. Or the Latinized version of that is Jehovah or Yehovah. Sometimes we say that. So here we see the Lord, otherwise known as God, yeah, that, that this is who is our shepherd. And so the first thing I want you to see here is that Yahweh is the Lord. Yahweh. So whenever you see the Lord in the Old Testament here, written in all capital letters, it is translating that word Yahweh. Uh, this is important to keep in mind as we go through Psalm 23, because knowing this is the Lord, this is Yahweh, it gives us this hope. It gives us this assurance that all that we need will be done. Right? Because God, God is the one who is our shepherd. He is the powerful Lord that is actually uh, our shepherd and we're under his care. Now understand something here. In the original word in the Hebrew, uh, Yahweh, it, actually if you, if you look it up in a Hebrew lexicon or, or lexicon, and it, it'll write it as Y-H-W-H. Uh, There's no vowels. And the reason is that when, when the, the Jews would uh, write um, and, and copy, you know, the, the scriptures here, that they felt like God's name was too holy to even say. So they took out the, the, the vowels and just left Y-H-W-H, basically, in, of course, in our English. But 
We don't really know exactly how to pronounce it, but today we come to a place where we say Y-A-H-W-E-H, Yahweh. So, just understand this though. When we read the Lord here in verse 1, this is speaking of the Lord God. This is, this is Yahweh. This is Jehovah God. So think about who God is. God is the powerful Lord, and that's our shepherd. So Yahweh is the Lord. But here's the second thing. Yahweh is the great I Am. Now I want to put that into your minds. Uh, turn over to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, the second book of the Old Testament. And we're going to be looking at verses 14 and 15 here. Exodus chapter 3. And, and we're going to be sitting here for a little while. So uh, just go ahead and turn here and don't turn back till later. But we're going to look at Exodus chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. Now, as we come into verses 14 and 15, Moses, right, is being called by God to lead the people of Israel out of the bondage of Egypt. And Moses is like, ah, oh, not sure. And so God's encouraging him, talking to him. And then Moses asks God, hey, when I go to, you know, the Hebrews, the rest of the children of Israel, and they say, well, who is this? Who, who, who's saying this? Who wants to call us out? Well, we come into verse 14, and so God answers Moses. It says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am had sent me to you. Now, when God says, I am, it speaks of his self-existence, his self-sufficiency, his, his eternal, eternal being that he is and how powerful he is. So he says, look, I'm the I am. I'm, I'm the one. I am God, the God. But then notice in verse 15, God said, say this to the people of Israel, the Lord. Notice how it's all capital there. Well, this is this first time that we come across the Hebrew word Yahweh. And so uh, later in verse 15, it says, this is my name forever. So do you see this? This is where it's introduced, where Yahweh is the Lord. Yahweh is, this is his name. This is who he is. Now, in verse 14 and 15, where it says, God said to Moses, God also said to Moses, the word God there is Elohim. In the beginning was Elohim, God the creator, the all-powerful, almighty God who created things. So the Elohim, yeah, the, our creator says, look, Moses, when you go to them, you tell them that I am the Elohim. I am the I am. I am Yahweh, the Lord. You can call me that now. It was Yahweh, the Lord, the powerful Lord, we know after this, that parted the Red Sea, right, to rescue Israel. It says the Lord came, Exodus 14, 21. Uh, it, it was the Lord who stayed with Israel. Yahweh stayed with Israel throughout their journey with, as a pillar of cloud by day and a fire by night. It was Yahweh who provided the manna throughout their 40 years, right? That was Yahweh. That was the Lord. And even when they reached the promised land, right? It was the Lord who took down the walls of Jericho and helped them, right, possess the promised land there of Canaan. It, it was the Lord 
who I was, I like the story of how the Lord increased the widow's oil and flour so she can survive, right? The Lord multiplied that. Or I even think about how the Lord defeated the armies of Moab and Ammon when Israel said, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. They were singing, praise Yahweh for his mercy endures forever, Second Chronicles 20. So you understand when we read the Lord in Psalm 23, it's talking about Yahweh. It's talking about this God, yeah, the great I am. This is the Lord. But there's one more thing I want you to see here in Exodus chapter 3, and that is Yahweh is his covenant name. Yahweh is his covenant name. And this is really the main reason he changed from Elohim and said, no, you can call me Yahweh now. Notice here in verse 15 of Exodus 3, it said, God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, the Lord, Yahweh, the God, Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. So here God's telling Moses, look, tell the people this. I'm not just your Elohim, the creator yeah, but I am God of Abraham, uh, uh, Isaac, Jacob, your, your, your ancestors, your fathers that went before you. In, in other words, it means I am the one, or I was the one, who was working personally with Abraham. I was working personally with Isaac. I was working personally with uh, uh, Jacob and my people Israel. And so God's saying, look, I am this one. I am Yahweh. Just as I worked with Abraham personally and Isaac and Jacob, I'm going to be working with you personally. That's the idea when, when, when he says this. I'm, I'm not just this far off almighty creator, right? But I seek to personally know you. I seek to personally uh, have a relationship with you. That's the covenant name. Remember, God said, hey, follow me, I'll bless you guys, right? That's that covenant. You know, come, have a relationship with me, be with me, worship me, honor me, and you know what? I'll, I'll bless you. We're, we have this covenant. We have this relationship going. So do you understand this Yahweh, this special name for God, really is his covenant name, and it speaks of he's God, the creator, Elohim, and he is the Lord, the Lord is Yahweh, but it's the, the Lord God Almighty Yahweh that is our shepherd. Think about that. It's wonderful to know the powerful Lord is actually our shepherd. Yeah? And so, Keep that in mind, who he is and how he wants to relate to us and how he wants to have this relationship with us. This is the shepherd. This is our Lord. I was thinking about uh, Philip Keller. He wrote a book called The Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. And he wrote this. He said, So if the Lord is my shepherd, I should know something of his character and understand something of his ability. And I like that. So as we begin here, and you could go back to uh, Psalm 23, but as we begin here and we see, first of all, 
First thing in verse 1 is the Lord. We see Yahweh. We have to come to this understanding that this is the most important key. It unlocks everything of what we will see and understand here in Psalm 23. That the good shepherd is the powerful Lord. The good shepherd is the powerful Lord. Now, I was thinking about how Psalm 23, many times, uh, you know, this is read at memorial services and funerals, at, you know, when someone dies. But, you know, I wanted to get into this today, and it should be something today while we're living, that God is involved in our lives, that God wants to work in our life, that we would understand that what we read here is for us today to help us, to give us assurance and hope, and no matter what you go through. So, we see, first of all, the good shepherd is the powerful Lord. Let's go on now. Let's go to number two, the personal shepherd. The personal shepherd. We go to uh, Psalm 23, verse 1 now. It goes on and says, The Lord, Yahweh, is what? My shepherd. Now, David is writing here that Yahweh, the Lord, is my shepherd. And, and, and I don't know if you can get the feeling of David. David's almost like, you know, with this feeling of great devotion and maybe joyful pride. David's like, look who's my owner, yeah? Look, look who takes care of me. Look who I belong to. It's Yahweh. He's my shepherd. He's the one. I mean, there's probably, you can think of good other good shepherds, human ones, yeah? Other bad shepherds, the hirelings, you know, and all. But David's like, you know what? The Lord's my shepherd. He's the one who's looking after me. I belong to him. I'm one of his sheep. So when he says, the Lord is my shepherd here, like, hey, guys, the Lord is my shepherd. Isn't that great? He's my shepherd. I believe that David wrote Psalm 23 later in his life. Some think, oh, he was young. Remember, he was young before he was a king. He was a shepherd. He took care of his father's sheep, you know, out there on the fields and around Bethlehem. Um, some people think, oh, that's when he wrote it. But I kind of believe that this was written later in his life. Maybe some say at the end of his life. Maybe it's towards that or in the middle. But I believe it was later in, the, in his life. And he looks back on how the Lord took care of him like a shepherd, like when he was young and he watched over his father's sheep. So David sees how the Lord really is his good shepherd. So I want you to see this first of all. David's like saying this, my life is like the relationship between the shepherd and the sheep. David's like, you know what, the Lord is my, my shepherd. That's how my life has been. That, that's how it's been. You know, my life is like this relationship between the shepherd, the sheep, and how the shepherd takes care of the sheep, and we're like sheep, all of that. And the Bible does talk about that, doesn't it? That we, God's people, are like sheep. In Psalm 100, verse 3, it says, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, and the sheep of his pasture. And we know other psalm, uh, verses in Psalms that talk about where, you know, where the people of his pasture, where is sheep. So the Bible likens us already to sheep. And David is saying, yeah, see, and the Lord is my shepherd. 
as we are sheep. Now, <clears throat> it's no accident that God has chosen to call his people sheep. That God will liken us that we are like sheep. And you, and you know why? Because we're, we're, we're similar to sheep, you guys. There's a lot of characteristics in the sheep that is just like us as people. Uh, for example, sheep need constant care and feeding. They, they can't fend for themselves. They can't. Uh, sheep don't have no sense of direction. They can easily wander off and get lost. Some of you wives are saying, well, sounds like my husband. Yep, yep, there it is, sheep, uh-huh. Another thing is sheep can easily be frightened. I mean, think about it. They don't have no natural defenses, right? The other day, uh, a little Riley, uh, two-year Riley comes up and, and she goes, rawr. I go, oh, no, a lion, rawr, right? I mean, there's, there's those predator animals that are scary. But if she came up and said, bah, bah, would I be scared? No, yeah. Uh, the sheep aren't scary. They don't have any nat- natural defenses. They're easily eaten. But at the same time, did you know sheep can be super stubborn? Yeah, they can be timid, but they can be super stubborn too. And they even take on this like mob mentality. Yeah, one sheep, you know, gets scared or runs and the others go, okay, let's go. Yeah, without even knowing what's going on. They just join in on, on the crowd. And another thing about sheep is they're not smart. And so they need help. And so God says, you know what, that's just like God's people. Yeah. That's just like you, you and I. So here's David's like, the Lord is my shepherd. He's saying, look, uh, that was my life. Yeah. My relationship with God was like a shepherd with the sheep. And so like sheep who are in need of a shepherd, so do we as people of God. And so with that in mind, David really zeroes in and points to this. And here's the second thing. Yahweh himself is my personal shepherd. That, that word my there in front of shepherd is really huge. It's not just, oh, the Lord is the shepherd, yeah? Or the Lord is a shepherd. No, the Lord is my shepherd. It, it, it really speaks of his heart of, wow, God is my God and I'm his. Yeah? The Lord is, is my shepherd and I'm one of his sheep. I belong to him. But even more, he's my personal shepherd. He, he looks after me personally. He feeds me personally. He takes care of me personally. He's the one there. And I love that idea. Think about that. Yahweh. Yeah? The, the, Yahweh, the Lord God, the, the powerful Lord. Yeah, he's the personal shepherd in my life. He's my personal shepherd. Did you know this month in June, uh, five planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn are all aligning? And, and I guess they say right before um, sunrise, you can, you can actually see it. And I forgot the date. There was one date this month that it, you could see it the clearest. But, but it's, I thought, wow, that is awesome. But it just made me think about all the stars in the sky. The universe, the planets, the, the rotation of the planets, how it, 
how it, you know, keeps going, how our earth keeps spinning, going around the sun, and we have seasons, how we have the right amount of oxygen and, and nitrogen, and, you know, so we can breathe, and, and all of that. That's Elohim. That's God, our creator. But in Exodus 3, God said, I'm your Elohim, but now call me Yahweh. I'm your covenant God. I'm your personal God. And here David's saying, look, the, the God who made everything, yeah, this is Yahweh, the powerful Lord. He is my shepherd. He's the one. He's personally taking care of me. What a thought that is, you guys. What a thought. If you feel like you're not worthy, if you feel like you're nothing, think about the Lord God Yahweh is your shepherd. His thoughts to you are more than the sand. He thinks about you that much because he loves you and cares for you. His attention is upon you, you guys. When, when David says, the Lord Yahweh is my shepherd, it should just warm our hearts and move us to, wow, God, you you would be my shepherd. You put personal attention upon me, Yahweh. Think about other religions in the world. Can you really say, Muhammad is my personal shepherd? Can, can, we, can Buddha say, Buddha is, my, is personally taking care of me every day? No. But here is God, the God of the universe, the creator, the Lord God, the Yahweh, saying, I'm your shepherd. I care for you. I love you. I'm glad that uh, the reality is that there's not, you know, I, we were watching some Star Wars thing recently, and, and it made me think about, well, I'm so glad it's not like there's this force out there, right? A good and bad force. And, and, and you got to connect with the, the good force or, or you'll get evil like Darth Vader and all that. But I'm glad it's not like that, you know, and that, oh, you got to feel the force and connect, you know, and all that. No, God is right there. And God is saying here today, He is actually involved in your life. Understand, He is actually involved in your life. Because he's your shepherd. Which kind of brings up this question though, right? If, if, if the Lord is my shepherd, then I got to belong to the flock of God though, right? I got to be one of his sheep. Am, am I part of that flock? Am I his sheep here? I mean, I, at the time of this writing, David belonged to Israel, the people of Israel. And Israel was a chosen people, and the Israel was a, the people of God. So David could say, hey, the Lord is my shepherd. But how about today? How about after the cross and Jesus Christ, and now, is, now there's, there's a way to have salvation and actually become a child of God through Jesus? How about that? Well, the children of God who have become a children of God through Christ. They are God's sheep. They are part of the flock. So, do you want to join the flock of God? Well, it's easy. Accept Jesus Christ in your life. Believe that he died on the cross for your sins so you can be forgiven. 
So, so his righteousness can be put upon you. That you can be cleansed and made a new creation and become adopted into God's family. And that's why Jesus died. So you can become part of his flock. That, that's really what it is. I mean, remember when Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays his life down for his sheep. John 10, 11. That's our shepherd. The good shepherd is not just Yahweh, right? But it's Jesus specifically. It is Jesus. I remember that song years ago, someone wrote, Jesus is Jehovah to me. <laughs> I like that. Yeah? He's the Lord. He's Yahweh. He's Adonai. The Jews started to use that because, oh, Yahweh is so holy. And they would, they would start using that to even, even uh, uh, say Yahweh. He's our Adonai. He's our Yahweh, Jesus Christ. And you know what? Christ is the good shepherd because he's the one who gives us life. Spiritually speaking, eternally speaking, and life here today. Even today. Remember in the same chapter, in John chapter 10, Jesus said, hey, listen, you guys. And he was, he was talking this whole shepherd analogy at that time. And he said, listen, you guys, the thief comes only to what? Steal and kill and destroy. But you know what? I've come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. I'm the shepherd who gives life. That's Jesus. So when you look at Psalm 23 and you see the Lord, Yahweh, is my personal shepherd, think about, that's Jesus. That's Jesus Christ. All right, well, we see here now the good shepherd is the powerful Lord. The good shepherd is our personal shepherd. And now number three, our last heading here, in the last part of verse one, Number three, the perfect care. The perfect care. The good shepherd gives us the perfect care. Look at verse once again as we saw the Lord Yahweh is my personal shepherd. And then David writes, I shall not want. Wow. Now if we put together what we just learned, think about this. David's, David's thinking this out. I mean, this is, this is theological. Yeah. This is doctrine. This is deep. This is saying, wow, Yahweh, the Lord God, the universe, the, you know, in his covenant name, who, who seeks to have this relationship, Yahweh is my personal shepherd. I'm his sheep, and he, he's the one who's taking care of me. Then you know what? David writes, I shall not want. Not want means I will not lack anything. The NLT, it, 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 it translates it this way. I have all that I need. I love that. I think that. So every need of the sheep is met. Everything the sheep needs and, and could have is met. God does that. The Lord is that. And so Dave's like, you know what? I'm good. I'm content with the shepherd. I think that's a better word. I'm content. So the first thing you see is this, number one. Every need in every way are fully taken care of. That's what David is saying. As sheep, as the Lord is my shepherd, every need in every way are fully taken care of. 
Now understand, when, when in verse 1, when David says, I shall not want, the rest of the verses is just expanding this out to how every need is met and every way is met. Everything that a sheep could ever need is met with and provided for by the good shepherd. We're going to see this. This topic's just expanding into the rest of this psalm. The Lord, our shepherd, will provide a, a safe place for the sheep. The Lord, our shepherd, uh, gives us a safe place to find rest and, and, and comfort and calm. Uh, the Lord, our, our shepherd, will provide nourishment. In other words, sheep are well fed under the good shepherd. Uh, the Lord our God promotes healing and restoration. If we get hurt, He comes and heals us. He takes care of us. He protects us. The Lord, our shepherd, will protect us. He guides us yeah, to where we should go. And He preserves us. And He blesses us. So really when David says, I shall not want, he's saying every need in every way are fully taken care of. And then the rest of the psalm, he's going to get into detail of what that means. And that's what, we're going to see. So if every need and every way are taken care of by our shepherd, then the sheep can be completely content and completely, get this, satisfied in how the shepherd manages their life. They're safe. They feel safe with him. Yeah? They trust the shepherd. They have faith in the shepherd that he'll be there always and protect them and provide. So, so David's like, you know what? If the Lord, Yahweh, is that personal shepherd, then I don't need anything else. I, I'm completely satisfied in who the shepherd is, and I've seen how he manages my life. So with that in mind, David really saying this, and, and this is our, our last uh, main thought, is um, number two, under this perfect care, the sheep find deep contentment in God. The sheep find deep contentment in God. The sheep are happy with their shepherd. The sheep are satisfied with their shepherd. The, the, the sheep feel like, oh, I'm safe, I'm okay. All I need is him, and I'll be okay. Yeah, That's really the idea here. And I shall not want. You know, uh, a Dr. Thompson uh, wrote this interest, interesting observation. I just want to read this to you so if, so if you can listen. He wrote, in the East, there often springs up an intimate affection between the shepherd and his sheep. There are some sheep which will keep at a distance from the shepherd. If he sits down at one end of the field, they are pretty sure to be at the other end of the field. And this is Dr. Thompson observing this. But, he goes on to write, there are others which keep closer to him. And they are some which are so fond of the shepherd that you never see him without also seeing them close by his side. If he stops, they stop. If he moves, they move. These, he writes, they, they love the pasture, but they love the shepherd better still. 
The interesting thing is that these sheep are generally the fattest of the flock. <laughs> I like that. But isn't, isn't that true? I mean, God will, will, will keep us in contempt. I mean, I mean what, sometimes we chase after things, though, right? That we think will bring us that contentment and satisfaction, but they don't, yeah? We, we, we chase it, we grab it, we, we consume it, we get it, but we're still as empty as how we were before we started chasing that. But we have found in our lives that in Jesus Christ, is that's where we find our contentment. And we find our contentment in, in not chasing after these things, but in contentment, whatever God has given us. You remember uh, uh, Paul wrote in Philippians 4.11, this is the NLT, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. And Paul could say that because, hey, I'm trusting the Lord, whatever I have is enough. But I want you to take another step more into this. And that is how David saying, I shall not want. In other words, when he's with the shepherd, I'm good. Matter of fact, what Dr. Thompson says, the shepherd was more into the, sh- the shep- I mean, the sheep was more into the shepherd himself than all their needs. They got past the needs and found that the shepherd is what really brought them the ultimate contentment. And I think we got to find that, you guys. I think we're, we are chasing after things and trying to find contentment in our relationship. Yeah? Contentment in our job. Contentment in our investments, our bank account. Oh, if I can get this much money, I have contentment. And when the market drops like it's doing right now, you're like, ah, you don't have contentment. We try and fill that, yeah? When you know what? To find true contentment is right there in front of us. And that's Jesus Christ. That's Jesus Christ. You know, I was, I was reading this verse this morning. Um, Psalm 37, 4. Yeah. Some of you, you have that memorized, right? Delight yourself in the Lord. Yeah. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. And, and I've always thought about that. Oh, yeah, God, if, if you're my God, I put you first. And you know what? Your desires become my desires. What I pray will be your will, so it'll come to pass. And, and I'll, I'll be fulfilled in that way. But I started to think today that, especially in what we're reading, it, it's much deeper than that. Yeah. If we delight ourselves in the Lord, Yahweh himself, right? then he becomes the desire of our heart because we're delighting in him, right? And then he'll give us that desire of giving more of him than us. Does that kind of make sense? So our contentment is in Christ. Our contentment is in Jesus. He's our contentment. He's our shepherd. He's our personal shepherd. He's going to take care of us. He's going to provide for all of that. We don't worry. Our focus, our priority, our number one is just stay close to the shepherd and we'll be okay. Just love him as he loves you. What are you chasing today? What have you been chasing? Have you been like, 
the grass is greener on the other side, you know. I mean, that's that whole sheep analogy, right? Yeah. Oh, the food over there looks better. Yeah. And you go over there, it's not any better, and you get lost. Yeah. But right in front of us is the answer to contentment in this life, and it's Jesus Christ. And that's why David says, the Lord Yahweh is my personal shepherd. I shall not want. I have my shepherd. I'll close with this. One Sunday morning in um, Keiki Church, uh, a little girl was um, asked to say the first verse of Psalm 23 of what we studied today. Um, it was like the assignment that was given to children uh, the week before. So when they come back, you know, they, they would memorize this, this verse and then come back and I'm going to ask one of you guys to, to uh, uh, recite it. And so she was asked, this one little girl, to quote Psalm 23, verse 1. And so she stood up in front of a class and she said, Psalm 23, verse 1. And it came out this way. The Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. That's it. I love it. That's it. That's it. And this only can happen, yeah, because Jesus is the good shepherd. Let's pray. Lord, as we um, come before you and just just simply learn today, God, not too many words, short verse, God, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God, it seems so simple, but it's so deep. It seems so simple, but it's so powerful. It so, seems so simple, but it gives us assurance for our whole life and hope for tomorrow. God, forgive us when we don't see you as Yahweh, the shepherd of my life. When we forget that you are a personal shepherd. Sometimes, Lord, I know in our self-condemnation, Lord, we can think that you're that faraway God, angry with us, judging us, and that's why these things are happening. But in reality, you are the Yahweh who has a personal interest in us, who loves us personally and is personally working in our lives. That as children of God, we are your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus into good works that you prepared before and that we would walk in them. And so no matter, you are working personally in our lives and you are truly the good shepherd, Yahweh, my shepherd. And Lord, reel us back to you. Let us not be the sheep on the other side of the field looking over the fence, longing for something that we think would satisfy and fulfill but never will. But Lord, let us be the sheep that are right by your side. When you go, we go. When you stop, we stop. Lord, that we don't want to be anywhere else but with you. With you in our prayers, with you in our devotion time, with you at coming to church, with you in times of worship, with you in times of prayer meetings, with you in times of studying the word. God, we just want to be with you. Lord, we seek God your presence in our life, Lord, every single day and minute and hour and second of our lives, Lord. 
God, that's what we really desire. So forgive us for wandering, but bring us back today with what we've learned. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let it be about you, Jesus. In your name, amen.